0: Very happy to go back to the Quiver River Electric Guest Line. We'll talk Cardinals baseball with uh, Rob Rains. You read him at uh, stlsportspage.com, and he joins us right now. Rob, always appreciate you taking the time with us. How are you? I'm
1: good, Matt. Thanks for having
0: me. The number one question right now for Cardinal fans is the Cardinals have been very public about what they need to do to this roster. We've heard pitching, pitching, pitching. We've heard three starting pitchers being brought in. We've heard relief pitching being brought in. Like, we've heard all these things. How much do you think the Cardinals are going to do this offseason? Do you buy that they're going to be in position to, speaking of buying, buying a whole lot of pitching?
1: That's more than one question. (laughs) You know, that's and that's the problem. You know, they they kind of set themselves up to for failure almost because what they've said they need to do is is asking an awful lot. And I'm not saying that they can't get it done, but I think my my guess is and my my you know expectation is that we're going to be disappointed and that the fans are going to be disappointed. And I say that simply because it's how hard that job is going to be to get the people that that the Cardinals feel like they need to add. You know, not they don't just need to add. Three pitchers they need to add three pitchers that are better than what they've got and that's that's a tall ask and i think that that's you know it, to do it through free agency it's just you know going to involve money where they really you know the question is will they overspend to get them i mean the track record in the past is that they don't you know usually get into a, a high stakes bidding war with you know the yankees the mets the dodgers whoever else is going after some of those same pitchers so we have to see if they're going to do that and if they don't get the pitchers that they want by free agency, that means they're going to be more likely to have to make a trade, which then means to get the people that you want, you're pro- they're going to probably end up trading somebody that the fans really don't want to trade. So it's, it's a tough situation. There's no question about it. It's going to be fascinating to see how it works out.
0: The names we keep hearing are, are Aaron Nola and Sonny Gray, and that there'd be interest in not just one of the two, but both those guys, and as you've already alluded to, that's going to be very challenging. But the other side of that is... The ability to work fast when maybe you go at those guys, but agents are probably going to want to slow play it and pump the brakes to see what they can get from other teams. And that's where I have to think it's going to be challenging because you might want to try to get something done fast, but the other side of it may try to really slow things down.
1: Well, it takes two to make a deal, right? Yeah. yeah, and I think I think that's part of the part of the, what we don't know. Part of the unknown here is you don't know what Aaron Noah is thinking. You don't know what Sonny Gray is thinking. I mean, does Sonny Gray want to come back to the National League Central? He's had pitched in this division before. Obviously, you know in a good situation in minnesota does minnesota want to try to keep them i mean you know there's there's we know philadelphia wants to keep noah so i mean do they want to give those teams a chance to to uh, kind of make their best offer first and then to look elsewhere if they don't get what they want from those teams so both those guys might not even be on the market you know i mean they might be locked up by their own team you know a week after their seasons are over and the cardinals never get a chance to even make a bid for them so so that's the unknown of this situation It's just because they have an interest in a player a, A doesn't mean the player has interest in them, or B doesn't mean that the team is, you know, they're going to be able to spend more than somebody else is willing to offer.
0: The Cardinals have talked about kind of reevaluating the way they do things, reevaluating how they evaluate players there's been a fair amount made of you know do they have all the technology that they need to have to help pitchers to be their best self where does that play into all this because if you're a pitcher you want to go to a team that you've, you you want to get the most money you can get but probably after the money thing if the money is equal you're probably going to choose the team that gives you the opportunity to be the best version of yourself and i think some people do question if the cardinals are in that position right at this moment
1: well, I think you also go where you think you have the best chance of winning. Yeah, you know, I mean, you're you're talking about guys that are in the playoffs right now. where they don't want to take a you know go take a step backwards. They only want to take a step forward if they're not going if they're gonna leave a team that's already right now a playoff contending team they're going to want to go to a team that has a better chance of of going to the world series so i think that's the odds that that, that you're fighting against too to me that whole thing about the the development and the technology that that to me is more of a development question that's not to me a thing about what a guy who's 33 or 35 years old has had success in the big leagues i don't think he's as worried about that you know the technique and technology and that kind of stuff he knows what he needs to do to be successful to me it's that's a matter of how do we develop pitching within the farm system and how do we get the Develop a number one and number two starting pitcher. You know who who was the last you know top flight number one level kind of Cardinal starting pitcher that the Cardinals drafted, signed, drafted, and developed in their own farm system. I mean, I would ar- I would argue that's Matt Morris. and that's that's going back a ways.
0: I think. Yeah, you talked, you know, Jack Flair obviously had moments. Carlos Martinez had... had, There's some guys in there who at one moment looked like they were going to be that, but then when you evaluate their entire careers, they weren't. Yeah, they were for
1: a while, but they weren't long-term. I mean, you know, know, you're you're talking six... Eight years of you know overall success. I mean, they just they didn't have that. I mean, they were good pitchers. They should have probably been better than they were here. And I guess that's what you're looking at is how how do we get those people? You know, the 18 to 21 year old pitchers that we signed either as international free agents or that we drafted, in, you know, out of high school or college. How do you get them? And it's not just a Cardinal question; it's a baseball question. How do you get the best out of them to develop them into be a top of the rotation starter? <laughs> And, and that's that's what I think the question they have to answer.
0: And with that, wouldn't we put a spotlight on Tink Hence because he would appear to be the next guy who's gotta be who has the opportunity to be that?
1: I think so. Yeah. I think him and Roby, I think are the top two guys and Grosefo is right there with him. Although this year is kind of a, a lost year for him because of the, the time he missed because of the injuries. But, but again, I don't, I think of all those guys to me, the only one that has a chance to be a top of the rotation starter is, is Hence. I think mean, the other guys will pitch in the big leagues and I think they can be starters in the big leagues, but I don't know that they're any more than a, a, you know, at best a three
0: starter. So. Robin, it almost feels like, and this goes to the Brewers getting swept this year and the Cardinals being swept out last year, and you just look at the the success or the lack thereof, the NL Central and the playoffs recently, and it's a little bit less now because you've got the, the schedule where you're not playing the teams. If they're playing the same schedule this year that they were playing last year, the Cubs or the Reds, or maybe both, probably sneak into the playoffs because you've got so many more games against the divisional opponents. It just, Correct. it feels like, like, it's almost, it feels good to win the division. It feels good to get into the playoffs. But at the same time, it, it kind of skews how good you are or how good you are not because of the division.
1: I don't think there's been any question about that the last couple of years. I think that's where the Cardinals have to reassess, readjust their goals. I don't think winning the division should be their goal. I think getting, you know, 95-plus wins, getting past the first round of the playoffs— you know, getting into the NLCS, contending for the World Series to me—that should be the goal, not just winning the division. I mean, we've seen—you know—the I think it's the, the 0-8 now. I mean, the teams have won 92 plus games—you know—there's no guarantee that they're going to go advance either. The Phillies are beating the Braves for nothing right now. I mean, they're on the verge of taking a 2-0 lead in that series. and The Braves had the best record in baseball this year. That the no team—the the teams that won 92 games in the regular season so far—0-8 in the playoffs, and that's—that's just—you know ridiculous but that just shows the randomness of the baseball postseason it's one of the reasons we like it so much
0: do we talk enough about the fact that it's not just the nl central but it's the al central that these teams in the middle of the country stink
1: <laughs> well i don't know i i think it's competitive i think that but again i think it's you know the east coast west coast you know you can call it bias if you want but they just have you know better rosters i mean they have better depth on the pitching staff they spend more money you know, and, and I know there's no there's no um, guarantee that just because you're spending money, you're going to win. I mean, what you know, I said, we just mentioned the Braves. Or, you know, they could be out in one more game. You know, and, and everything they accomplished the regular season will be for naught. So, but you know, the, the lineups just that they roll out. And I don't, I think the Cardinal lineup has a chance to be as competitive as some of those mm-hmm. guys, especially you know that they're a, bit, a little bit younger than the Phillies, a little bit younger than the Braves. You know, with, with guys like Walker and Gorman and Wynn and stuff. But I think you know three four years from now, I think you would look at the Cardinal lineup and say it's, it stacks up with all of those other great lineups in the league. And that's why you're putting such an emphasis on pitching because that's what they don't have and that's what they have to go get.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I think this version of the Cardinals lineup is good enough to win a World Series if you give it, uh, if you, you know, supplement the pitching to a degree where if you put the Phillies pitching staff with, with, you know, Nola and Wheeler and that group, if you put one of these top tier pitching staffs and don't do anything to the Cardinals lineup, they would have a legit chance to be a World Series champion. I
1: don't disagree with you. No, I don't. And that's, and that's why they can't mess this up. I mean, that's why they, they know what they have. They just have to go get what they don't have.
0: Do you expect, Cha- there, there'll be some changes when it comes to the coaching staff, but when we're talking about the the big positions, pitching coach, hitting coach, bench coach, things like that, yeah, they, they say they're reevaluating everything. Uh, we don't know when the end-of-season press conference is going to happen. Maybe there's going to be some news before that, but are you expecting change? Th- those type of changes early on?
1: No. I, I think if we were going to know something like that, it would have already happened or we would know about it, you know, by the verge of happening. So I my guess is there'll be some supplemental positions added to the pitching staff, you know, to the coaching staff. They'll have to replace the assistant hitting coach who left to go take the, the job in Mississippi. They'll have to they never really replaced Dusty Blake last year when he became the pitching coach and left his pitching analyst role. So there's two positions they can fill there of uh, that, you know, to add to the staff Wouldn't surprise me if they add somebody else to the staff But I, I really would be surprised at this point If we've already been, you know, a week past the end of the season here If, if they were going to make major changes to the coaching staff I think we'd know that already
0: That's kind of a weird thing I, I can't remember his name off the top of my head uh, Daniel Nicholason uh, But uh, when, yeah, when sure. he left And he, he came from the softball world Before entering the Cardinals organization And then he left to go back to soft But that's just, you don't see that happen very often
1: <laughs> no, not, not, not at all. It was a fascinating hire when I hired him. You know, a couple of years ago on the minor league system, and I think all, by and large, he did a good job. Just, he was not um, comfortable with the grind. He got two young daughters at home. I, I talked to him about it. He actually ended up getting a raise to, You know, to become a back to, softball coach. So I think he always saw himself going back to that world at some point. Anyway, he didn't see himself as a lifelong Major League Baseball coach just because of the pressures it put on his family. So, you know, good move for him. But you know, family, you know, was was something that important to him, and, and happy that he was able to find something that would be a better blend for him. But um, yeah, and that's you know, it, it speaks to the, the nature of that coaching job. I mean, these, I don't think coaches at the big league level, I especially coaches at the minor league level, I don't think they get enough credit for for not only how hard they work, but you know, how many hours they put in, how hard their job. is but for what relatively speaking is not a great financial return so you know we get quick to cast blame and aspersions and stuff when things don't go right, but yeah, I think we need to give them some praise too when when things are going right because they do a a great job and I think they're really underappreciated in their roles.
0: One of the weird things that happens, sometimes you'll have a a kid come into a minor league affiliate and say they come from a big SEC school, they're coming from Mississippi or Mississippi State where you're playing in front of maybe 10,000 people and you've got facilities that are absolutely amazing and all of a sudden you're playing low-A baseball in Beloit, Wisconsin and these guys go in from the college ranks thinking oh i'm a professional ball player now this is going to be great and the facilities that you're actually going into uh, are much less than what you had in college and it's kind of one of the weird things about baseball
1: yeah, you know, they've actually had situations, and I can't remember exactly who the last couple of times it's happened. But the Cardinals have had players who played in the College World Series that they drafted, and all of a sudden they're playing on the backfields in Jupiter in the complex league. Yeah, with with like you know four rows of bleachers and and you know no you know hundred degrees at playing at noon, and you know it's it's crazy. But that's just the the lowest level of the farm system. That's that's where they they started out because that's just how the how their opportunity was was going to develop. So yeah, it's um, college baseball is taken over i mean i, I don't think you're ever going to see a day where you don't draft high school players because that's just kind of the nature of the game too but i think you're going to see where you know college baseball really can be an adequate uh, you know substitute or alternative i think for some of the low levels of the minor leagues
0: rob we really appreciate it. i brought you i wanted to talk to you about your uh one of your recent pieces where you uh put players into the categories of who should the Cardinals keep, who should they trade, who's in limbo. I uh, would encourage people to read it at stlsportspage.com. I thought it was really interesting, but uh, we went down a different path during this conversation, <laughs> and that's all right. Uh, thank You never you, know what's going to happen. Yep, right? You never know. Thanks so much for your time, and uh, we'll continue uh, to talk to you throughout the offseason. Anytime. I appreciate it. Thanks, Matt. Awesome. Very good. There's Rob Raines, stlsportspage.com, joining us.